it's time to meet up and catch up at the Weekend Water Cooler. Now, here's your host, Gene Bolduck. Okay, welcome, welcome to the Weekend Water Cooler reboot. <laughs> Been away for a few weeks yeah. for a little family emergency, but I'm back and, and joined today, thank goodness, by Penny Rich, who, uh, by the way, I was on the way to UNC Hospital um, to to see my family member who was having an emergency and saw Penny on the street <laughs> with Tom Jensen. That's right. Hung out the car door and said, <laughs> I know you were always walking around Chapel Hill. Can I just take a moment uh, right at the top uh, of the show and tell you that um, uh, I have been following fairly closely the, um, I think, frankly, kind of heartwarming community response to the fire at the Med Deli. I I just wish them every success in uh, continuing on and uh, I know that they're doing catering already and they're hoping to reopen, I think, in October, which is like a miracle. I, I just I don't uh, know how they're going to do that. Valley's, but they, that's, Oh, my yeah. God. You know, when I was the uh, president of the aid service agency of Orange County in the early 90s, we did fundraisers and like many, many nonprofits around town uh, at the Med Deli always yeah, delivered for always. us they, they yeah. would they would provide food for fundraising events at cost and uh we're just i mean you, you just don't get businesses like this no i mean jamal has a huge heart and so i think though you know look at the community response to this though gene yep. so when it first hit um the internet the med deli was on fire it like it just for anyone that lives here, we like were following this live as it yeah. was happening. Some people ran down to Franklin Street to see what they could do immediately, and of course, you couldn't. Right. You had to stay away. Right. Um, but it was everybody. Everybody I know was either going to try to get there or try to do something. Yeah. And that's I mean, because people, of him. people from all over the world, just because they've been to if they've been to Chapel Hill, and You've they've had a Chapel Deli. Hill experience, they've been yeah. to the Med Deli. Yeah, yeah. So it was great. I mean, the 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 community gave back to Jamal what he gives to the community. Yep. And that's really what what's very important. And you know, I I know I don't know if you know Nick, David Sutton, who's next door, uh, um, BD Sutton's the hair salon. He also yeah. has wine, and they didn't have electricity. So he's like, "All right, everybody, come on over on Sunday. We're going to open up at noon. We got to get rid of the wine because he couldn't keep it in a hot basement." Yeah. The line was way down the bus. Everybody <laughs> came. And it's not because, uh, you know, it's again, because David also, he donates a ton of wine when you want to do fundraisers. He donates yep. to uh, yep. nonprofits. I mean, another one just, like Jamal, right? Same thing. Gary Crumpleton was like, okay, what do we do? How do we help? What are we going to do? You know, and right. that whole block that, you know, that whole block was down. And while, while David was selling wine, the electricity came back on. <laughs> um so but he still had to get it out because it was still too warm sure in, sure uh, yeah but, but that's a sign yeah, see that's a, a sign of approval i like yeah. that i mean it's it's an, i'm glad you brought it up before we got into the the heart of uh our, our political band heart of darkness we're going to talk about donald it. trump everybody yeah. so yeah. i wanted to i wanted to start with <laughs> a little Something ray of nice. sunshine before we yeah. speak of the the heart of darkness because Penny and I have not had a chance to talk for the last couple of weeks. And, and, you know, indictments have dropped. Uh, Dropped. The the January 6th indictment dropped. And 
we were just uh, discussing this right before we started that, um, you know, I, I can't think of the, who, who is the, who is the greatest lawyer of the 20th century? Um, I'm not sure who I would name, maybe Thurgood Marshall, awfully good lawyer. Yeah. Uh, but I have to say, I totally agree with you, Penny, that uh, reading this indictment and the Mar-a-Lago documents case indictment, this is someone who lives up to the reputation that I've heard about him, which is he's not going to indict until he's ready to go to trial the next day, until oh, yeah. he's got it cold. Brilliant. He's got all of his evidence ready. And he would literally be prepared to go to trial immediately if he yeah. possibly could. Yeah. And I think that in this case, we're seeing as well that the indictment is easy to understand. It's, it, it is written for civilians. I mean, mm -hmm. it's written for the public. In, in the January 6th case, I mean, you could argue in both of these cases, but especially in the January 6th case, oh, we're, we're the brilliant. victims in this case that were meant to be stolen from us and invalidated in this case. And uh, we need to be able to read and understand without a law degree what these charges are, what they mean, what the penalties are, um, and, and what the theory of, of the case is. And there's practically nothing that you read in that indictment that isn't completely substantiated by the indictment itself. It's That's right. almost like it's the whole case. That's but right. You no, know, you know, it isn't. <laughs> well, oh, no, there's, there's way more. You know, the interesting thing I found, I, th I think there was, I, I want to say 56, but I could be wrong. But he had 56 witnesses. We're talking about Jack Smith here, if, if you haven't already figured that out, um, that came forward. Not one of them was a Democrat. They right. were all Republicans. Right. And, and most of them were people who voted for Donald Trump in that election. And they were the oh, ones yeah. that came forward. They, and they, and they, were appointed by him to work in his administration. That's so, right. So it, the idea, and, you know, people in the Justice Department, people in very high levels of government. Government, yeah. And and I have to say, I, I'm, I am not a Mike Pence fan. And you and I have had this conversation. We could go back and listen to old water coolers. Um, I am not a Mike Pence fan. But Mike Pence had to, I mean, he he just let it let it rip. I mean, you know, he just I, did not you, hold you know, I, I bet you agree with me about this. I think that Mike Pence has been keeping his powder dry for this moment. Oh, I think that's right. Yeah. He wanted to see if the indictment was really going to happen. Yeah. And that when it does, that's his time to say, okay, look, <laughs> here's enough. what happened. Right. Don't and give he did. me the baloney that he was trying to lobby me for something or he really believed blah, blah, blah. No, he was asking me to do something illegal and I refused. That's right. And, and he's now just coming straight at that because by the way, not for nothing, if he doesn't, he's never getting in the debates. He's never going to be oh, no, in the game of, of this nomination process at all. Can I just it's ask you a question? Did you just say not for nothing? Is that is that that is not a southern term? Do you think the listeners are going to understand what that means? 
What are we, the Sopranos? <laughs> Not for nothing. Not that's for a, nothing. That's a very northern term. But anyway, you are, you are, are I'm sorry, I had to do a little talk. <laughs> Um, you, you are a hundred percent right. And, and, um, I, I did not read the 45 pages, um, <clears throat> 45 pages. Um, I did listen to it, um, like a book, an audio book and have it read to me while I was driving back and forth to work. And, and, and you kept your car on the road, right? I did. But I have to tell you, I was like yelling in the car. People would have <laughs> right. like thought I was insane because it, it's, it's just stunning. Um, and if you want to read it or if you want to listen to it, it's stunning how they got everyone to talk. And well, you know, to talk, right? being a federal prosecutor and having subpoena power and and breaking attorney client privilege in multiple instances yeah. can really get you some information. Uh, um, I, yes. Um, but yes. I have to say, you know, I've listened to a number of interviews with one of the attorneys from the January 6th committee and about 80% of this um, indictment it lines up almost exactly with their report. And, right. and the, it really helps you appreciate the amazing work that they, they did work as, as a congressional investigation body like no other investigation yeah. has happened in the congress they had nine members of this committee they had nine hearings and each member took the lead on one hearing so each one had their own specialty area that they were going to talk about and and they conducted these hearings like a narrative not like, I'm going to ask you these questions because I have no idea what your answer is going to be. No, they didn't do that. And in each hearing, eight, I watched all of them. In each one, eight members were silent. That's right. You never see this <laughs> in a congressional now, hearing. We know it's funny that you just, well, not funny, but it's quite amazing that you said you'd never see this. I was listening to a podcast on my way home from work. This the, what, what we're going through now, and you sort of alluded to this in the beginning, um, this is not a Nixon thing where he broke into Watergate, you know, and, and tried to tape the uh, or did do the tapes of, of the Dems or his opponents and all. This is this was Donald Trump against America. And right. We, this is right. the idea that the, the forefathers or whatever they want to call themselves, put them put something in the Constitution that tells us this should never happen. And here we are, you know, here we are a couple of hundred years later, and it happened. And it and, happened. And 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 you you oh, and I on yeah. on January 20th of 2017, as we were marching the next day. That's right. right. In That's in right. in the march with our special hats that we won't name by what we That's called right. them at the time. They resemble Barbie. Our, our little pink hats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we both had them and still have them. Oh yeah. Um uh we knew that this kind of conduct was going to happen. Everybody knew that by the everybody end of his knew. presidency, everybody, this, this could not have been laid more bare. The only right. question was uh, the accountability piece. Is uh, it I ever got a lot going of to come home to roost? You let me tell you. Happen? And, and the accountability and what 
what in the world? I mean, I, I don't want to, I have friends that are Republicans, so I'm not going to pick on every Republican in the United States, but what in the world were, was the Republican party thinking to allow this to just continue? I mean, it, are you that manipulated? Are you that blind? Are you that like power hungry that oh, you continue no. I, to allow? I, this I, to I, you know exactly what it is. They are that afraid of their base. They're afraid of their voters. And if they alienate them, this is their power base is just going to disappear. It's not even that it's going to go to the Democrats or go to the independents. They're just going to stay home. Right. And that's what they're worried about. They have to, you know, they have to keep the base excited and all this. This is all they have left. This, these are the, the last of throws of, of that. Who's keeping the base excited, though? It's Donald Trump. Well, exactly, exactly. And and when that I hate muted, to say that I know I know you don't like that on your radio show to say the name, so I'll just say it's it's the former guy. Yeah, right. But right. that's he's right. Still, he's still the lead. If he doesn't stay in the lead, that party sort of like crumbles. And if you bit. don't believe it, just watch Rick DeSantis give a speech where he oh. stands there and says, "Wait, I'm offensive too." And nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's just, you, you know, you, it's not, you, it, not anybody can do this. It's, it's unique to Trump. And yeah, uh, right, right. Some, somebody writing a fascinating book is going to explain all of that. But before that happens, Penny Rich, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to uh, hear from our sponsors. And we're going to come right back. You're listening to The Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to uh, <laughs> yeah, to watching <laughs> to, to to criminal watch. Um, so, Penny, as we we record today on Thursday the tenth, and tomorrow morning um, on the eleventh at ten a.m., uh, the former president and his attorneys, I guess that he'll be there, uh, yeah. and his attorneys will appear before the trial judge. Now, this is not going to be the magistrate judge who did the arraignment, arraignment last week. That's right. This yeah. is going to be the trial judge who is a a a, 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 a jurist with a terrific reputation mm-hmm. who is a black female uh, who's going to just push every button uh, that, that uh, Donald Trump has. She's going right. to push every button just by walking in in a judge's robe and sitting down and having the immense power over his life that she currently possesses. And he's going to, through his attorneys, he's going to make this completely ridiculous argument that there should not be a protective order about evidence in this case, as Jack Smith has very routinely requested. This is a very standard request this kind of protective order, it's basically saying the defendant has a right to see this evidence during the discovery process. It should not be discussed with other witnesses or with the public because this trial should happen in the courtroom, not in the press. This is absolutely running a trial 101 and a mm-hmm. high profile trial at that it's even extra standard okay so 
through his lawyer, he's going to say, uh, the public has a right to know, oh, my goodness, you know, the press, we, the press wants to know all this stuff, what all this evidence is, and they have a right to know, they have an absolute right to know. And by golly, my First Amendment, oh, my beating heart, the First Amendment, um, I have a right to speak, and the public has a right to hear what I have to say. And here's what the judge is going to say, in my opinion. Um, no, no, you don't, sir. You don't. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, she's not going to call him Mr. President like his lawyers do. She's going to call him Mr. Trump. She'll be respectful, but she's not going to call him anything other than Mr. Trump or the defendant. Right. And she's going to point out to him that unlike all the other people who are running for president at the same time he is, he is an accused felon. And he's out on bail. And his First Amendment rights are restricted as regards what he can say about the trial. And he's been warned not to issue threats in the direction of other witnesses, of the lawyers involved in the case, of the judge involved in the case. And you know what he did? He went right out. I know this is shocking to you, Penny Rich. Shocked. I'm shocked. Right out and violated that order. Immediately. 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 Right. So I think I think she's going to do something. I don't think she's going to put him in jail, even though if it were you and me, you can guarantee she will. Oh, absolutely. But I'm not sure that she's going to take that step yet. I think she's going to take his passport, though. Yeah, she might. He, he, she's going to do yeah. something to get his to, attention. Right. She can control right. things in his life. And she's going to tell his lawyers she can do a lot to them, too. And she's going to say to them, control your client. Right. And I'm glad you said that. It's interesting because, again, I've been listening to so many podcasts on this because I have that 19-minute drive up to Hillsborough and back home. Um, As you know, because you read um, the indictment, they never call um, him by his name or Mr. President. They call him the defendant through the entire indictment. Um, which is really interesting to me. His name is never mentioned in the indictment ever. Just in, um, just in the title of it, the United States the versus, versus Donald, versus Donald, Donald John Trump. Trump. Yeah, that's the end. Of um, it. But th- what you just said was very interesting because um, even though he's warned not to say anything and not to um, make any threats against anyone, um, not only does he ignore it, um, and, and people keep telling him. And so there was this a statement that while he was in the White House, he always had to have two attorneys in the room with him. The first one would tell him, no, you can't do that. And the second one was there to back up the, the attorney that just told him, no, you can't do that. Right. So th- there were lots and lots of people telling him you can't do it. I am pretty sure, even though his attorney looks, goes and wants to have all the CNN and you know Fox and whatever is going right. on. I am pretty sure his his attorney is telling him not to do this. And he, and there's a whole list of White House counsel attorneys who told him, don't do this. Pat Sobel, and, you know, and all these guys. And they were trying care. to keep these crackpots out of the Oval Office. Right. Doesn't care. But, but, they, but they can't be there every minute, though. They can't. And who's who's the attorneys that are taking the cases now? And and, and the cases of... You know, for example, the general ma- manager of Mar-a-Lago, who, who 
moved the boxes around because you know the boss the boss wanted yeah. it to be we're not right. talking about bruce springsteen we're talking right. about the boss <laughs> wanted them to move the boxes around or erase the tape you know and the, it just shows his age also there's no tape anymore any anytime you make a video it goes into the cloud and goes you know, to a server somewhere. What <laughs> tape? Erase the tape. And it's just like, I, I know you're, Gina's laughing. The Three Stooges made a mob movie. This I would mean, be it. This would be it. That, that's Larry right. Moe and Curly, part yeah. 62. Yeah. Erase yeah. the tape. What tape? I mean, we'll, yeah, really? let's, let's rewind it and we'll, we'll, we'll erase it. Be kind. It. We'll, be kind. Yeah, rewind. I mean, this is not the Nixon era where you can erase the tape or suddenly yeah. minutes have gone disappearing. It's not like that anymore. So I, I, you know, I, I think that um, I think tomorrow is going to be very interesting. Um, I agree with you. I think she's going to give him a little bit of a um, a, a shock. Last chance. I think she's going to yeah. give him a last chance warning, yeah. and then he's going to go right out over the weekend, right, and violate it again. He and is going to violate it. Well, and we'll you see. Know, you know, you know, we'll he see. could be. He could be sitting in jail, awaiting trial. Like a lot of other people would listen. You, why don't you tell me anybody else who would who would execute a plan? This was not just a a crowd that got out of control or some spontaneous thing like this was planned and funded oh, and, oh, yeah. and so on. Why don't you tell me anybody else who would who would execute a thing like that? an attack on the government where people died right and where the vice president had to run for his damn life and the speaker of the house to boot and sure they had security but you know a lot of other people who were there in the capitol did not have security and were in their offices with the door um you know blocked by furniture and whatever, and they were hiding under conference room tables, afraid for their lives. Why don't you tell me that if anybody else you can name had pulled off such an event, that they would not have been in jail in 48 hours and awaiting trial right now? Oh, with no bail. In jail. With no bail. You would be in jail. No bail. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how we keep hearing uh, you know, we're, we're going to get them, we're going to get them. And yet they don't get them. But although it is different this time. I mean, I know it's going to take a long time. I get that. It but, does but really, honest to God, I mean, I feel so much better about this since that indictment dropped. It's there's been so there's been some great coverage with presidential historians and with brilliant lawyers really talking about what it means that they have now turned this page. Well, and yeah. and we're now in the world where a former president is formally accused and will face trial for trying to overthrow the government. And, and it's not in any way hyperbolic to describe that that's it, what happened. Yeah, um, it is not. And, and Gene, let's think about our kids for a second. OK, not only did they have to live through four years of Donald Trump, they lived through two and a half years of a pandemic. And yeah. now they're yeah. they're living through Which was exacerbated by him. Yeah. And they're going to live through this trial. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, the pressure that we're putting on our kids to understand 
what the hell is going on in America right now is just oh, such a challenge. And, and, and we can, and we can uh, continue on with this discussion. I have some really interesting information. I think is going to surprise a lot of people and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about Georgia. Ooh. As soon as we come back with Penny Rich, you're listening to the weekend water cooler on 97.9 the hill. Okay. Well, you know, the things you talk about during a break, it's quite amazing. Um, so, so Penny, I, I wanted to move on a little bit here and talk about what's coming next week. Okay. What's coming next week? I think it's almost certainly going to be in the next week between the 14th and whatever the date is on Friday. <laughs> the 18th or the 19th. And, um, you know, here's what it's going to be. He's going to be indicted in Fulton County, Georgia. Fawnie Willis. Uh, a person for whom I just I just don't know how I could have more respect for this woman than than I have right now. I mean, it's been frustrating to everybody. Why is this taking so long? But it becomes increasingly clear why it's taking so long. So she's going to bring RICO charges against Donald Trump, um, and and there's there's going to be uh, more than half a dozen indictments there. So just to rewind for a moment, if, if, if folks didn't follow this at the time, why did the Fulton County, the Atlanta district attorney bring, why is she the one who brought this case? Right. You think that the secretary of state would bring a case about election interference. You would think that the governor would authorize a special prosecutor of some kind about election interference for his state's results. Neither of those people could do that because they were both fact witnesses mm-hmm. in this case. And they'd have to, they, they can't bring a case if they're involved in the case. Now they're not involved in it like co-conspirator involved, but they're fact witnesses. The famous call that Donald Trump made saying, I just need 11,280 votes. Right. He was talking to the secretary of state in Georgia. And so that person's going to have to testify. So he can't Can't. authorize his department, his agency to bring a lawsuit or bring or make a criminal referral. The governor was also approached by Trump and his associates to do the same thing. He refused to his credit. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Brian Kemp, but at least no, like yeah. Donald, like like uh, Mike Pence, he Mike Pence yeah. to interfere. And so she was like, well, uh, you know, Atlanta is the capital and in, or is it? Maybe it isn't. Maybe Augusta is the capital. Augusta, Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, for some reason, it was determined that she had jurisdiction, at least, and was not involved in what happened. And so she brought reluctantly brought the case. And so what she is going to do is bring RICO charges. And these are normally associated with organized crime. But the the RICO statute in Georgia is different. And it allows a much broader scope of what kind of thing can be an organized criminal activity. And so it's not just the mob. She has 
she has brought RICO cases against um, coaches for uh, cheating scandals, for example, Mm -hmm. because they had organized cheating scandals. And so she's used it. She's very experienced in bringing these type of cases. But as you know, these are state charges. And if, if God forbid, somehow America lost its mind and elected Donald Trump next year. Yes, I let those words come out of my mouth just for this example. Yes, Penny, yes. Penny is fainting. I, okay, I'm but just my head. in case that happened, everybody is concerned. Oh, my goodness. He's just going to pull the plug on all of the federal cases because he'd be able to corruptly do that as president. That's true. He could. What 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 level of corruption is beyond his reach? Forget about it. He would do anything, including putting anybody he could put, you know, Larry Moe or Curley running his Justice Department and just say, OK, all those cases that you were bringing, those are all over with now. All done. And, the, However, and if he was convicted, uh, the government will uh, file, will petition the court to revert to reverse the, the uh, case uh, to reverse the the conviction. Um, and or here's where he signs and pardons himself, whatever. He tied this up in the courts for the for four years, at least. All right. He can't do that. Can't, that's right. With the state charges. Exactly. And so now now the naysayers are like, yeah, well, Brian Kemp is a Republican. He'll just pardon him. Right. Well, here's what I learned yesterday or the day before. It turns out that in Georgia, the governor does not have the authority to pardon anyone for anything. Right. What they do is they use a pardon board that operates kind of concurrently with uh, parole boards. These are nonpartisan individuals, right? And you could still say, yeah, but it's a conservative state, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's what the law is. In Georgia, the pardon board can issue a pardon for a person who is convicted of a crime after they have completed their prison sentence. Only after they have completed their prison sentence by law. And then five years must pass after that (laughs) before you can apply for a pardon for state charges in Georgia. So let me tell you, he is sweating bullets Yeah, yeah. over what's going to, and, and that case is a bunch of phone calls that are recorded. That's right. It's him and his own voice doing and saying corrupt, illegal things. He is in the doo-doo very deep in right. Georgia. He's doing crimes. I mean, they, they 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 have no choice in Georgia. By the way, um, Atlanta is the capital, but Augustus was the ha- capital at one point too. So it's interesting there. I, I, right? I'm, oh, I didn't. I'm, Wiki- I'm Wikipedia in you as um, as you are speaking. Um, it, you you know this is this is something that is that I think you know you were you were complimenting the 45 pages and how the average person can read it because it's not right. legally is it's more right. what you're talking about here though <clears throat> excuse me 
is kind of difficult to understand, right? Because between the federal and the state and what he can pardon, what he can't pardon. Yeah. So there and needs some to of the be- same, Some of the same <clears throat> actions, some of the same crimes right. are also in that 45-page indictment. So the same acts, it's, it's, a, it's a state crime, but it's also right. it's also a federal crime and is included. Thank you. That's yeah. That's exactly what it was. That I was getting at right. So yeah. he's gonna he's gonna that's try right. he's gonna try his best to um, if he got it. Oh my goodness. Um, but goodness, Jean. I mean, I just can't. I what can't. A horrible, what a horrible thought. Oh my! I you know for four years we suffered so much. We didn't sleep. We lost hair. We just couldn't believe. It. I mean, every day you would wake up and you you just did not know what was going to happen that day. And yeah. something happened every day. Every, every day. day. That was my routine. It was I'm sure the same as yours. I got up. I went to the bathroom with my phone and I checked Twitter. What has he done now? What? Right. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, Twitter's not my reliable source anymore. I had to get off of that because I just couldn't, I couldn't. Anymore. Well, but I mean, in 2017, it was like, that was watching it. him was that, that's how you do it. That's how you did it. Uh, no. and, which I love that his Twitter account was just. Oh, did you see that? Yeah. Did. By Jack Smith. Right. right. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, Jack Smith is not looking at, you know, what he tweeted on that day and what if that's all in the public record. That's very yeah, easy. No, he's looking at his D, his DMs, his direct messages. Oh, and yeah. Let me tell you. Oh, my goodness. Right. Because oh, my goodness. What he's once got again, that, no, oh. once again, Donald Trump and the people that surrounded him do not know how to use technology. I mean, Mark Meadows was texting through the entire January 6th event thinking yeah. like, eh, it's okay, I'll just text. And I, I mean, I think I'm allowed to use this word, but what a schmuck. I mean, <laughs> to actually think that you could get away True. with just texting. It's, I just, you know, dude. It's all, these are all public records. It's public doing records. You're not, text, you're not texting with your lawyer, are you? No. No, no, no. It's public. You're texting with the and president. And even if he is. were, even if he were, this is where it matters so much that Jack Smith was able to pierce the attorney-client privilege. Because right. if you're texting with your lawyer about a crime that is ongoing, you don't get to do that. Yeah, no. Now you're involving your lawyer in a crime. Right. And you're not saying, oh, my God, they're robbing my house. They're, you know, oh, I'm, I'm watching a bank robbery in progress. No, not saying that. He's saying I'm holding the door for the robbers. Right. <laughs> right. I, I mean, this, yeah. these, people, these, these people that were working for Donald Trump, I mean, they're just they're not the smartest, you know, tack in the box. He did not get all the best people, Penny. Right. He did not get the best people, even though he said he had the best people. But they they also the, the lack of understanding of how things work in the modern world. Right. Just, is just listen, it's all they need to know is how the Chapel Hill Town Council works. You don't have to know everything. But but it, but if you would just know how a board or commission in Orange County works or how the town council works or the Orange County commissioners and that certain things are public records, that if you write a note to another commissioner on a sticky note and you hand it to him and you say, um, hey, Earl, you know, Earl, listen, uh, you know, there's there's a report that we need to get from the manager. Uh, ask her for the uh, 2021 budget amendment 
that that we passed. Ask her for, you know, and you pass that note to him because somebody's talking. You don't want to interrupt. That note is a public record that absolutely taxpayers. Absolutely. And you don't even have to pass a note. If someone is texting you while you're up, up in a meeting. Right. Same thing. Which happened a lot. You'd be surprised. Yeah. It happened a lot. That's public record. And, you know, it's interesting that you brought up the Chapel of Town Council, because as we're going into um, election season, um, you know, your attorneys are always your, your town and county attorneys always remind you that not you should not be doing this while you're um, right while, while you're sitting right. up on that dais. And right. I have to tell you that it that that didn't stop some of the town council members that were involved with um, one of these uh, no growth groups in in Chapel Hill. Um, you know, no one ever asked for those records, but they were they were texting and they were getting texts from this group on what to say and what to vote on and what to do. That's no, that is no good. It's a, it's is, really amazing. Is, I, I have my own history with my board that I work um, during that, the day. Oh, I know. And I, and I see the board members sitting there texting each other and I pass a note to the attorney. They, and I said, I said, would you please tell them? Cause Stop. I mean, I'm the public information officer. And I, I, I said, you know, would, would you tell them that whatever they're texting to each other is in the record. Yeah, it's a public record. And, now, and interestingly, so, yeah, so he interesting. like goes over and tells them. Stop. Immediately yeah. they stop. Oh, I wonder yeah. what that was about. Yeah. Now, interesting. So you do you do have to get subpoenas for for phones and Twitter and all of stuff, but that's all gonna. I, I mean, that'll all happen. Don't. I'm sorry. The former guy. I almost said it. I'm sorry. The former <laughs> guy just doesn't know how to stop. I mean, he created his oh, own. That's right. Um, whatever the the social network yep. site. Um, I, I don't know anyone that actually follows that, but the news does. So we get, you know, every once in a yeah, while. I know, I know several um, uh, reporters and lawyers who I follow. Are following that. Are following yeah, because they pop they say, it in. You know, I, I'm following this so you don't have to. Right. Well, they do a screenshot and they bring right. it over, even though you don't want to see it. But he can't, he can't keep quiet. The man doesn't He can't control up. himself. And not control And, and never could. And, never, and never got, but never got in trouble for it before, Gene. That's the thing. I mean, this this is not new behavior. This is a person that's been doing this their whole life. That's right. Never got is, in trouble. That's right. You're just getting kind of the inside view of of the nightmare of his life. I'm going to take one more break, and then we're going to wrap this up with uh, amazing cool. insight, as usual, to wrap it all up. I wonder what cool. that's going to be, Penny Rich. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you're listening to The Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back with Penny Rich for our final moments. And Penny, I, I just want to, you know, I, I just want to uh, touch on this subject for just a moment. Uh, you know, we love to uh, uh, exchange our, our views about uh, the 45th president uh, and how much contempt we have for him, which is well-deserved. Oh my, yeah. But I have to say, it, it's been uh, striking to me, conspicuous to me, you have all this video of, you know, and now we watch him, you know, it's like the OJ video, right? And and here's his motorcade going through New York, going to Manhattan. And here's his car driving from Mar-a-Lago to the airport and then going to Miami and and so forth. And, and all of these uh, three so far um, indictments and court appearances, you know, arraignments, I have not once seen a single family member either riding with him and accompanying him to court 
which my husband would do if I was arrested mm-hmm. and charged with a crime. Even if I did the crime, he'd still come with me. Right. Probably. <laughs> I'd like to think Better. so. <laughs> or I'd like to think that one of my kids would. Right. And here is a guy on his third wife with five children who are adults. And well, four who are adults, and <laughs> one, one that's <laughs> almost an adult. Right. Maybe. And nobody's even, you know, kissing him goodbye before Nothing. he gets in the car to leave home to go to be arraigned. Nothing. And I'm telling you, I I don't think that's nothing. I, I think that um I think that he's uh, a a bitter, angry, frustrated old guy. I don't know if you heard this, but when he was uh arraigned last week, the judge, the magistrate judge asked him uh what his age is. And he answered in such an odd way. He didn't say 77. He said 77. I don't, I don't answer with my age that way. That's weird. In that way. It's like, he's uncomfortable making mention that he's 77 years old because it's so close to Joe Biden's statement of being 80 years old, which by the way, I thought one of the brilliant pieces of PR was Trump is going to be arraigned. So he's going to be arrested, fingerprinted, and charged with crimes formally while Joe is out for a bike ride. I really enjoyed the split screen of that, <laughs> um, that particular thing. But uh, yeah. I, I think if you asked a doctor after evaluating those two men, if you ask the doctor which one is older, it would not be Joe Biden. No. Your, your body there are ways that they evaluate what is the real age of your body. And I think that Joe would come out mid seventies or below. Oh Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he knows how to exercise. He knows how to eat. He knows how to take care of himself. He knows how to have a good relationship. I mean, Joe Biden's been married to this wonderful woman for many, many years. And, you know, he's got some family issues, which he's going to take care of, which we all do. Um, but you know, he's got a loving family. He's got loving grandkids. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, you don't see that with Donald Trump. I do want to say one thing, and I know, I know we've been talking about this a lot, but, um, you know, it's all these cowards who kept secret, who kept quiet this whole time, um, that let this happen. And, you know, they didn't have to get up there and say, well, we're against this word. They just didn't say anything. And that silence Um, was what allowed um, the former guy to continue to do what he was doing. That's right. Their silence to him was approval, right? And of course, you know, they're going to say, well, we didn't say anything. No, but you didn't not say anything. You didn't stop him. Um, You let this happen. You know, and you you could resign and you could walk right out to the microphones on the campus of the White House and say, here's what happened. Right. And none of them did. Nobody did. That. None of them did. None of them went out there and did that. I mean, you right. know, Liz Cheney started to do it. I guess Adam King, King's King, King. Kinzinger. Right. Kinzinger. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. They Couldn't did get that, that out of my mouth. Yeah. They did um, do that. And they paid for it by losing their seats. And, you know, there are things that are worth losing your job over. This is one of them. Saving it America is. is one. That's of them. right. It and, is. you know, both of them knew that. I, I, yeah. I think history is going to treat them very well. And I think yeah. that. I think that the uh, the reign of terror of I get away with everything for the 45th president, 
um, is about to end. I, I, I think that I, I, I feel very sure he's going to be a criminal defendant for the rest of his life. But I've thought that for a couple of years now, and it's finally the the steps are finally moving forward. And, uh, uh, you know, I yeah. just want to leave you with this delightful thought, which is, uh, first of all, of course, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. It's wonderful. Welcome back. Yeah. Back with you. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Uh, uh, the other, the other thing I just want to mention is that as as we record, he is charged with 88 counts of felonies, crimes against the United States, crimes against the people of New York. Right. Uh, more than, I think, about 40 counts of uh, felonies and fraud and uh, election interference and uh, crimes against the United States of America in the January 6th and in stealing nuclear secrets and documents that don't belong to him. Um, which you and I would be languishing in prison already if we uh-huh. had a fraction right. of that. Yeah. Um, uh, the federal government's conviction rate is well over 90%. Mm. The federal government, generally speaking, doesn't go to court and lose. Yeah. It happens That's sometimes. Really point, it's a really good point. Sometimes, but it's rare. And he's not going to beat these charges and he knows that yeah. he knows that his only chance to escape accountability here is to be elected president of the United States. And as I said in my column this week, I am more likely to become the prima ballerina for the Bolshoi ballet <laughs> than he is to get away with all of this under more than 40 counts of the federal government against him yeah. and counting. Uh-huh. There are going to be more counts. That's right. And here comes Georgia. So I just say to everybody, have faith. If you have faith, not in me, have faith in Jack Smith. And if you're having a baby this week, I encourage you to name him Jack. Jack. I'm telling you, this is a name that's having a big comeback right now. (laughs) And I'm hoping this weekend to go see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with the grandchildren. Oh, looking forward to that. I'm going to have my 65th birthday. And next week, I hope I'll be talking to Penny Rich again. Ooh, there you on, go. On the weekend water cooler here on 97.9 The Hill. If you're going out, be safe, please. Drive carefully and all those all those admonitions. And if you're staying in, keep it right here on 97.9 The Hill. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Bolduck and tweet your comments and questions with the hashtag WCHL.